to another episode of SCBC Podcast. Again, this is your host, Paul Park, and I have Garrett Decker joining us. Um, if you haven't watched uh, the previous episode, he, Garrett, you joined us for the last one, kind of us talking about this idea that God is depicted as a good host, a hospitable host who invites undeserving people to his eternal and eschatological banquet. Yeah. And um, we talked about quite a few things. We really powered through um, that episode, but we really wanted to apply that theme. Like, right. okay, so in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, right. we get this idea that God is portrayed as a good host. Yeah. What does that mean to us? Right. And, and I, if, I think it's so important because, yes, God, you know, he was a good host in the Old Testament. Yes, he is a good host in the eschaton. But what about today? God's an I am kind of God, right? right? So he's he's present tense. So he's yes. wanting to do something in and through us today. So I'm thankful for this opportunity in a second episode to dive a yeah. little deeper into that, yeah, drill th- a little deeper. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for this again. My and, pleasure. Um, yeah. yeah, let's let's start with this. Um, in our assignment, we were supposed to explore... Um, this idea that, you know, how did the Jewish people respond right before Jesus's time and, and right. after Jesus's time? Yeah. And, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, if you look at texts like 1 Corinthians 11, where Paul is upset at uh, how the early church was doing communion and things right. like that, we see division. Right. And in and, 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 and his letter to Corinth in general, you see a lot of division, right? Yeah. And, and Paul's really upset at this, and yeah. Paul wants to correct it and yeah. teach them out of it. Because for him, if you take communion with a divisive heart, you're right. missing the whole point of why Jesus did this. Yeah. By the way, speaking of like God as the one who hosts a hospitable feast, right. Jesus in his last supper demonstrated that he's giving his life, basically his body, his right. blood to host this amazing feast of forgiveness, grace and mercy, right. which shall follow us all the days of our lives. This is yeah. an amazing thing. Come so, on. so Paul's saying, guys, if, if you don't have this idea of serving one another, loving one another as Christ loved us, yeah. hosting That's one it. another, if yeah. we can use this language, right. as Jesus and as God hosted us, yeah. then you're missing the point. Right. And, and the Jewish people, I think, did miss the point Yeah. Um, to, yeah. A, to a certain extent. Not all Jewish people, because Paul was Jewish himself and right. Peter and all these guys. Yeah. But a lot of them thought... Um, this is just for us. This yeah. is exclusive. This yeah. party, this invitation only goes to the people of Israel. Right. And we see it in the temple, for example, where they had this like barrier, like a four foot barrier that literally had signs all over that barrier in the, in the temple of, you know, the New Testament times where it's like, if you, if you cross this and you're a Gentile, yeah. if you're a foreigner, if you're non-Israelite, then you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a very serious warning because yeah. they took that seriously. They really believed. And some of them, I, I believe they prided in the fact that we're the chosen people. Right. And this is an exclusive invitation for us. Absolutely. And yeah. I think the Old Testament and the New Testament both say that's not the case. Right. Yeah. And and even close to those verses that you're referencing there in First Corinthians, it talks about um, communion and how really it's a reminder this is my body, right? And it really strikes me that Jesus, he's talking about, yeah, this is the body of Christ. Well, the body of Christ is his church. We're supposed to be, con- consider my body. We're supposed to be considering one another during that time. And what they were doing at the time was they were really segregating from one another, doing their own thing. He's like, why don't you just have dinner at your own home? Yeah. This is, that's not what communion is, right? And so God wanted to remind us what communion was supposed to really be. Communion, community. I mean, I think they're so yeah. Um, integral to the, the topic is so integral to who we are as Christians. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that we really need to, 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 to zero in on that. It's not, it's not just supposed to be for, for us. It's also supposed to be for others. It's supposed to be inclusive. It's supposed to be outward focus. Yeah. You know, what is the father's number one interest, right? Yeah. A lot of the times, um, you know, like Timothy knew the father's number one interest, but Paul said there was no one else that really knew 
the father's interest. And the father was interested in what? Well, he was interested in the lost and those that want to know him better. So if we are not caring, I mean, Paul was surrounded when he was in jail in Rome. He was surrounded. He had people. He has, he was under house arrest. He had yeah. guests coming and going. He was able to meet with people all the time. And he had all kinds of leaders in his life that, were, that he was able to, to talk to that were great leaders for the Christian faith. But then he said he had no one else other than Timothy that was interested in what the father's number one interest was, which, which is the lost. So if we're not interested in what God's not interested in, we're, we're missing out big time because that's where the miracles happen, right? We want to align ourselves with what God's doing. And when we do that, that's where we get to see miraculous things happen. Yeah, we see that in Matthew 22 when Jesus tells a parable about, you know, the, the banquet, yeah. right? And, and it is um, most definitely talking about the eternal banquet, the eschatological banquet. Yeah. And, and, you know, he says, go out and invite everyone. Right. Go invite everyone yeah. to this party. Like, yeah. I don't care if you're not deserving of it. You're going to get in because mm. I'm going to invite you. Right. And that's our job to go and invite. And, and we saw it in the last episode with um, David and his actions towards um, Mephibosheth, his hospitable hosting of him. Right. Um, so we see that's the goal. Right. That is the goal of communion. That is the goal of um, um, Matthew 22, the parable. Yeah. But also um, in Galatians chapter 2. Um, Paul gets upset at Peter and Barnabas who are not living that out, who are right. like, okay, I'm afraid of the pressure with the Jewish uh, community that, right. you know, I can't really eat with these foreigners because right. it's faux pas at the time. Yeah. But Paul's like, we got to break through this barrier because yeah. it's important for us to break through because what God wants is that we would we would actually go out there and invite people. Right. There's no deserving or undeserving, just right. like us who were sinners who were invited undeservingly. Um, let's do that. So, mm-hmm. so let's actually apply this. You know, I, we promised in the last episode we would actually make an application. Mm-hmm. Well, how does this impact our lives, our society today? Right. So what is the personal application of this theme of God being this hospitable host? I, Garrett, I, I mean, you and I, when we talked offline, we talked about this idea that you had. Uh, it's like a social enterprise idea. I just wanted to share this thought with our listeners oh, to yeah. see how can, like, if God has asked, God has given us... Um, this experience of being hosted by him, come and see and taste and see that the Lord is good. You've seen it. Mm-hmm, yeah. You've experienced God. Over and over. So yeah. how do you now let that flow out and invite others to experience, taste and see that the Lord is good? How do, right. how do you do that in your life? Well, you want to keep the flow going, right? Yeah. The, as, you, as you've experienced community, as you've experienced the love of Jesus through others, then you realize that you want to keep that continuing to go, but you grow as you go. So you continue to take steps of faith, inviting others. You've done, maybe you've, you have a small group that you've been a part of, but then you're like, you're still wanting to be invitational. A lot of times when we become us for no more, we're inward focused. We, we miss out on God's blessing. What he's really trying to do is he's working in and through us. We need others for that, right? And the Bible's full, the New Testament's full of one another, love one another, you know, honor one another, um, pray for one another, serve one another. Well, it's really challenging to do one another's when we're when we're in rows or when we're in separate um, groups, but when we're in circles, when we're when we're also inviting others into the circle, that's when we can do one another. So that's when we can grow in our in our relationship with Him, and where we can also see um, Him do miraculous things. If we want to see the miraculous, we need to we need to be considering others. And so so with all of that in mind, Paul, uh, your question about what we're what we're working on now. Recently, I had been a, a small groups minister for five years, yeah. but now I'm at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And we're just so excited to be launching this new social enterprise. And so really, um, when considering the marginalized, you know, the lost, those, those, so people who have been previously incarcerated, we're really wanting to create a space where we can invite those who maybe ne- not necessarily had been uh, invited to the table, mm-hmm. a seat at the table, not only where they can, um, you know, have a job 
job, build their resume, but on top of that, where they can develop their relationship with Jesus Christ and develop skills, maybe they'll be they'll have their own cafe one day. So Kenneth Copeland Ministries is building uh, Go Victory Cafe, and it's going to be uh, a place where where seventy um, percent of the staff are people who had been previously incarcerated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, extending that grace and a, a second opportunity or third opportunity, what, that, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, that reminds me a lot of Zacchaeus and um, uh, Levi, the tax collector, yeah. when Jesus kind of, especially in Zacchaeus' case, Jesus kind of self-invited him to his house. <laughs> right. And then even though Zacchaeus was hosting Jesus, really Jesus was hosting Zacchaeus. Right. And then Zacchaeus invites all of his That's sinners, it. all of the friends that he has. Oh, man. And same thing with uh, Matthew, right? Same thing. I, I've experienced Jesus hosting me. Yeah. I need to now bring my friends into this. Right. And and that was their natural reaction almost. You know, and it's like, it reminds me of the Shunammite woman. She yes. she thought of um, Elijah and she invited him. Um, she created a space for him to live in her home on her rooftop area. And she, she well, at first actually, before she even... Um, her and her husband agreed to, it was her idea, but uh, her husband agreed to build this space for Elijah when he was traveling by that he could stay there. Before that, they um, she fed Elijah. Mm-hmm. So it's like she was caring about what, she was caring about God's work, right? She was caring about what God cared about, like we were talking about earlier. Well, in the meantime, then when her son, she she ends up having a son because of that, yeah. right? She, she had not been able to, and Elijah um, prayed for her. She's able to have a son. But then when her son dies, Elijah comes and revives him, brings him back to life as well. So it's almost like, it's almost like we, the provision that God has for us is in our decision to obey the things that he's asking us to do. Yeah. And, and that inevitably has to do with community. Yeah. And that in itself is a blessing. Right. Right. Because um, like you said, um, the woman who obediently um, served the, the, the person of the Lord. Yeah. But also like you see that the, the act of us hosting others yeah. in itself is a blessing to us who host oh, others. Right. Like, we, you know, the Bible says <laughs> yeah. that, you know, this is a quote from the Lord Jesus himself. Right. Yeah. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Absolutely. And I think that theory um, works in this um that idea works in this uh, theme of host. God is host. Yeah. God is saying, if I am good, yeah. by definition, if God is good, yeah. and he's one that hosts other people sacrificially at his own cost, at his own expense, yeah. then Paul probably thought, at my own expense, at Rome, even in house arrest, like you said earlier, yeah. I'm going to serve other people. Yeah. Um, and that is a blessing. If yeah. God is good, and this is what he does, that must mean that if we are to also experience what goodness looks like, that we must participate in what God it's so does. so true. And, and I think that, that like your idea about uh, extending an invitation to people who are in our society, at least, um, maybe one of the last people who are invited to anything. Right. And, and maybe oh, man. that inv- invitation of grace and mercy could benefit them and our society, but also it could benefit us because we are blessed. Yeah. We're participating in goodness. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. No, so often as a small groups minister, you know, one of the things that I would talk to leaders about is, is, you know, um, you're going to be blessed in doing this when you, because a lot of times people will be on the fence. Should I do it or not? And oftentimes there's so many excuses, right? Like I'm too busy, right? I found those that are the busiest often are the ones that are able to make margin. Yes. And so they actually make time for those things that are the most important. Or maybe, you know, my house, I'm not able to get it just perfect because of how busy I am. Or maybe I don't think I know the Bible enough. And it's like, no, just, um, just like the widow with Elijah, right? Give God what you have. She, yeah. she was looking for the widow with Elijah. She didn't, she didn't have, 
um, she was gonna just make her her use her oil and bread flour to make bread, and her and her son were just gonna die. And then Elijah said, "No, um, I'd like you to take that and make me some food." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, we're we're about to die, right? We can't do that." And it's like, "No, d- fear not." Elijah literally tells her not to be afraid. And I think so many times the reason why we're avoiding community is because we're afraid. We're afraid to do what God's actually asking us to do. But when we do that, that's where really the blessing and provision and the and like you said, it's inherent. It's not just a, like a physical, you're going to get more bread or oil yeah, from yeah. doing it, but it's also, but it is also provision in that sense as well, because I'm telling you, I mean, we just went through um, a really uh, tragic experience recently and it was actually our life group different. I have my wife and I, between the two of us, we still have four small groups at Coastal <laughs> Church and, uh, and you know, um, we're, we're satisfied customers, not salesmen for small groups. And we, we were, I'm not the small groups minister anymore, but clearly we love small groups. And uh, when we went through this, um, tragedy, my wife and I, it's like, man, it was the small groups that rallied around us. You know, those who refresh others will be refreshed. So if we're looking for refreshment or if we're looking for, you know, man, you don't know what to do with your situation. Well, do what you know to do, which is consider, consider others. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to this episode and you're going, okay, so God is a good host. Uh, what am I to do? Well, we're asking you to consider um, the mission that God is on, right? To invite others to His goodness, His mercy, His presence. Yeah. And how do we? Uh, we it looks different for every person. For yeah. you, it looks like four community groups, four small <laughs> groups. That's amazing. <laughs> right. um, for others, it might look different. Right. Mia, our, our another person in our group, she actually challenged us and inspired us to think about the social justice yeah. um, aspect of this. She did. Um, you know, God is literally feeding people. Like in the New Testament, you get the feeding of the five thousand, the four thousand, um, and Elijah being fed by the ravens, like you said last episode. Right. Uh, we get these idea. And then of course, God says, you know, when you do it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. Right. So we get this idea that, okay, God is expecting us to participate at some level, right. what that looks like and what desire and resources God has equipped you with right? and what passion and what, what knowledge that he has given you so that he, you can serve his mission. Right. That looks different for all of us. Yeah. But I think at the very least, we need to prayerfully and carefully consider what that looks like for us today yeah. in our context. Yeah. It might look different for uh, a stay-at-home mom who's right. got busy young family life and the pace of life is different. Right. Um, it might look different for a person who's recently retired and has a little bit more time and is still healthy and right. looking for something new for the next chapter. Yeah. So we have to creatively ask God, how would you see me do this, God? Right. You're the host but you're also calling me to participate in hosting others. I would love to do that, God. What does that look like for me? And I think it looks different for all of us. Like for our church, we've been emphasizing community groups as well um, and and living in community. But also this idea, we we obviously do lots of things, feeding programs and other social justice programs, which are fantastic. And then also personally um, being involved. So we talked about this idea when we buy homes in the lower mainland, my goodness, is one of the biggest expenses, right? Yeah. Uh, prices are quite insane. Yeah. Um, and you look at that and go, okay, you probably, most of us probably spend the most money, whether you're renting or owning, yeah. on that expense of a house or a condo or wherever you live. Right. So can we see that as something that we just stored for God? Right. Yeah, absolutely. We have to. And I think that, again, the blessing for us is in that as well, for example. And like you said, it's as individual as there are individuals, right? So as many people there are, that's what hosting or hospitality through Jesus looks like. I mean, there's some basic 
things to it. It involves others, <laughs> but and involves a cost. It it'll involves always a cost. be costly, whether it's always, time, money, or both. Oh man, um, oh man, I wanted to talk about that earlier, but didn't get the chance. Now, Paul, you've got me going in a few different directions because it it will cost us something, just yes. like it would cost uh, Jacob to go all the way over to where Laban was. He had to travel there. Esau, he just stayed where he was, but not that he was told to go there. But but it cost Jacob to go to where Laban was. Time, effort is going to cost us. It's going to cost. That's what laying down our life looks like. Yeah. It'll cost us something. But um, I was going to say the, there's a blessing in it for us because um, the, an example, it looks as individual as the individual. But for us, um, I, my wife and I have three boys under six, six, two and four. And so we when we um, we just got our, our second home, bought our second um, townhouse um, a year ago. And before that, we had a, a condo in New Westminster. Okay. But whenever, and when we were renting a place, wherever we were, we were like, God, this is your space. And so, you know, take our loaves and our fish and multiply yeah. them. Do something yeah. wonderful. Do you something that only you could do. Get two more townhouses. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that too, but, um, but yeah. that could be a part of it. But more importantly, like help us to do something here yeah. that could Absolutely. be for your kingdom, right? Yeah. And so you seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things are added unto you. Yeah. We dare not, uh, not that we do it for that reason, we do it of a, a position of love, but um, we dare not forget that what it's all about is Jesus, right? And so, but what I'm trying to get to is, so we have boys, right? And so with kids, and you know too, Paul, with little ones, it's more caught than taught, right? It's not always the time when you directly teach your kid this exact thing, right? So we need a home that's full of people. We need a home. We need to be hospitable to people. Our kids need to see, yeah. no, they're, it's hard. Like, yeah, sometimes before having, for us, it's life group. Yeah or alpha before doing that we are just you know we're running around the house we're trying to get everything tidied up get that candle on get the worship music playing and it's like we're trying to prepare but then my wife and i just decided it doesn't matter if everything's not perfect we're serving a perfect god this is his we want to steward what he's given us well and then but we are blessing that because then you see our kids are like you know they're always listening and it's more caught than taught and they're catching really what's important in life you know um we recently my my uh, oldest recently expressed that he wants to get baptized and oh, wow. he'd given his life to Christ. Thank you wow. very much. And it's just, that's the most rewarding thing there could, there could possibly be. Right. And so it's like, no, but part of that has to do with that. We were faithful to do what God had asked us to do and opened our home to others. And our children saw that not only did we say that it was important to serve God, but that we made it important and we sacrificed even to, to make it happen. Yeah. Especially the season that we've been in the last couple of years with COVID and isolation. Yeah. It, this is something Definitely that we have to really think about oh, man. Okay, how do we um, get into this um, healthy and godly perspective of opening up our homes. Some yeah. of us that will look literally yeah. uh, to host others. Some of us may not have a home situation that's really conducive to hosting. Totally. So what does that look like figuratively? Like, does yeah. that look like um, I have a friend who goes on to the golf course. That's yeah. his hosting section, right? Um, yeah. Some of us go for walks with others to care for them, to yeah. check in on them. They know that they've been having a stressful week yeah. to go and, and listen and then to pray. Yeah. and then to bless. Right. And, and so like like you said earlier about like, you know, God isn't just at one place. It's not just your home that you can open up physically. Right. Don't just um, complain that, oh, I'm not in a life stage where I can do that or I don't have a home that's conducive for this. Right. No, actually with whatever, like you said, yeah. the, the loaves and fish, whatever God has given us, yeah. we can in whatever way participate in this. Every I think that's us. the blessing. Yeah. That is the great blessing. So I guess the application is unique to all people. You've said it many times. It's not one thing fits all of us. Right. However, I think we can start with asking prayerfully, 
God, mm. what would you have us do? What would yeah. you have me Amen. do? And then start start that conversation with your family, with your spouse or kids, or yeah. if you live alone, um, maybe have some accountability partners go say, hey, I have this idea. Yeah. I want to structure this so that this isn't just on the back burner. Yeah. That I want to prioritize hosting other people mm-hmm. with the goodness and mercy of God yeah. so that they experience how good our yeah. Lord is. Yeah. Let, let them taste and see that the Lord is good yeah. Amen. by being in the presence of me yeah. because God's presence is with me yeah. and let that just overflow into them. So, so, so I good. think that would be exciting. I agree. If all of us did that. Yeah, man, you know, Paul, we don't need to reinvent the wheel either. That's why that's what the local church is all about. Yes. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, ideas on how to do it, um, you know, I happen to know Paul well enough to know he's a real outside the box thinker. And I even saw this garden area out here by the church here. And I know there's a lot going on in the community through the church. And so really, uh, like we talked about in the first podcast, that's God's plan A. And there is really no plan B. He wanted to work through his local church. He wanted to build community and he wanted to bless the world. And there's no bigger blessing than being sort of in a sense, we, we think of this word as a negative word used by God, yes. because all that really means is walking and talking with God, just like Adam and Eve did yes. in the garden. Yes. That was God's best design. Yes. That's God's kingdom here on earth, exactly as it is in heaven. Yes. That's being in his presence. Being in his presence isn't just, oh, this is so hard. God help me. No, it's walking and talking with him. And then we find that it shifts. The challenges that we face are shift because the, the, we take the focus off of ourselves more and put it on him. Really, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He's our ever present help in time of trouble, but, um, but he has work to do for us on this earth. It may be as simple as calling a grandmother. It may be as simple as, you know, working at the soup kitchen or doing the community garden or going for a walk, like Paul had mentioned. Right. And, but yeah, I do think one thing that you did point out though, Paul, that is important is that idea of accountability, because it is going to be hard. Your flesh will tell you, don't do it. You know, if I, if I listened to my feelings, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have gotten out of bed this morning, right? Cause I didn't feel like it and you won't feel like it. You know, there'll be a pushback. That's how you know you're on the right track when you're, when you're building his being a part of co-laboring with him and building his kingdom is you'll find pushback. You'll find ex- every excuse not to do it. You'll find, Oh, this is hard. And it's like, well, that's because it's the work of the ministry, right? Yeah. It is work. And so, Absolutely. but the blessing is in the work. Like really you break through that. I've never, for me at small groups, I've almost never felt like doing my small group, even like a few minutes before. And then I start and I'm so glad I did. I've had times where I canceled it and you know, God's grace is amazing. Mercies mercies are new every morning. I canceled it. I knew I shouldn't. I canceled it. And it's like, Oh, I just needed that extra hour to focus on my problem that I'm trying to do. And it's like, I I got that extra hour and it's like, it fell, it fell flat, you know? And then I, and there were times where I was obedient and I was like, no, I, God called me to do this. I'm going to seek him first. And then it's like, he multiplied my time. Suddenly I, I did the task in, you know, a quarter of the time that it took me the last time I did it when I wasn't putting, being obedient to what he put on my heart to do and considering others, not just myself. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the last two episodes, really uh, sharing your passion, your wisdom and your experience with us. And um, just this theme, um, if you're listening in, I just hope that you're blessed by this idea. And maybe you can go back and read the Old Testament again and um, just see it from that lens and perspective of God being depicted as a good host. Yeah. You'll see it everywhere. Yeah, it's just it so really consistent. Oh, and, and please, please do that. I hope we've inspired our conversations. Our rambling has inspired you <laughs> to um, 
um, appreciate God yeah. and his hosting and his mercy and goodness more. And yeah. I hope that you'll just pray a, a prayer of thanksgiving yeah. and just appreciate it and bathe in his mercy and grace. Yeah. And then from that gratitude and a healthy place, not a guilt, may you go and serve the Lord and participate in his mission. Yeah. We pray that for everyone who's listening today. Thank yeah. you so much. Amen. Thank you.